Duran Duran, I love this part. It's my favorite part. It starts grooving. Really excellent. And we're coming back. I thought it was a well-chosen kind of spooky piece. So, Waylon, let's talk about your quiz results. Okay. So, should we first... Well, probably I should turn your mic on. So, I'm going to go ahead and turn your mic on. So, I got you. You got me, everybody. I got you so fast. That seems like unnatural. I got distracted. I got distracted by the phone. You got distracted Technology. by your own phone. Ah, oh, oh, that's the secret. That's the secret with you. You got me, y'all. You're hyper. And during the break, you were talking about how good you were in this conversation, which was just, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't disagree. You're, you're very agile, I would say. But um, yes. So anyway, I got you with the mic. It's no big deal. I mean, someday this, these roles will be reversed. Okay. You'll be in front of this big, beautiful deck and I'll be on the other side sweating. <laughs> you know, but you got to get your own show for Yeah, it's when when I'm in charge of uh, a congressional hearing and we're subpoenaing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't think I'll get that far. Um, now, let's talk about what were your results. I, I only kind of remember. It's a scale from zero to five. I okay. remember three so, categories, yeah. but maybe because you took the bigger one, you had more. And, so, and yeah. can I just say that it compares you to people in your zip code? Did you see that? First Age. off, you took a way better one than me. <laughs> Okay, I had a hundred questions, and you go zip, zoop, zoop. All of a sudden, yeah. get like five questions, and all of a sudden, you have all this data. I got it's like just all like, this graphs compared safe. to teachers. Oh I had God. one compared to my profession, compared to my age, compared to my zip code where I was. Yeah, keep I don't. On going. You I'm know, try to do this. Keep on. No, going. I don't know. I don't to. think we can really do this lifetime, <sighs> pal. Just, just talk about your results, okay? Okay, so although this is the one, yes, the ahead, one that sorry. I took was basically saying, essentially, what we started before. It's not just about you; it's about your perspective of the world and how you think of the world. Under, essentially, I think the world is safe. I think that there is room for improvement, and the world is ever evolving. And I'm not scared of that. Hmm. I okay have a healthy like uh, uh do you remember like how safe you thought it was because so, i think yeah. i was like a 3.2 or something like there you know which uh, was more yep. than most people in my zip code i mean i don't know how many people in 01062 is take have taken this test um yeah. but more than teachers but not by a lot like uh, it was around 60 percent it wasn't like a standout for me yeah so i have a whole bunch of Different ones, like from funny to interactive to acceptable, this, that, the other Are thing. Are you sure you didn't take the Briggs-Meyer test? I know. <laughs> it feels like you went and took a different personality <laughs> test. Not even the same thing. It says that I am crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, the one that I took, and there's a whole bunch of different ones, but essentially my overall belief yep. is that the world is a safe Safer than not beautiful, right? Safe, beautiful. Um, It's not stable, but there's there's I can find comfort in that instability as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I think that we were actually pretty well lined up. Uh, The one thing I feel like stood out for me is that the world is fascinating. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I, I mean, that's the one thing to me that I was strongly agree with every time. Like. Fascinating. There's like nothing that doesn't fascinate me about this Talk world. Talk about creepy music, okay? Yep. I, I've said this, I say this all the time, okay? I would love to be a vampire. I would love it. Yeah. Imagine, okay, it's like, do you know how many things that you could do in the world? Oh, okay, I just decide to be a cobbler for 20 years. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. Don't well, want to do that. I, I, I want to. Uh, now uh, I want to um, uh, be night, an accountant. A night cobbler. Night I, cobbler. Well, that's even cooler. I don't know. I feel like your jobs are. Think about the barback, weirdos that would come to, to nightclub night club bouncer. Security. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Cobbler. There's like twelve jobs at night. Cobbler though. Well, I because guess someone, you can cobble okay, night. Off, where, how are you going to sell them in the day? When okay, first off, we're, <laughs> I'm a vampire. So yeah. somebody comes with, to you with shoes at three thirty in the morning. Do you think they're ever going to be found again? Like. Oh, oh, I was out finding shoes. That's part of your my thing. Shoes done. Is the way you're going to get shoes is to kill your customers? Well, that seems really wrong. <laughs> I could just kick a I don't know. I kind of get what you're saying. You, have, you ever, have you ever seen an interview with a vampire? Yeah, but he's boring. Yeah, he is boring. And that movie's way too long. I love that uh, movie. It's actually though. an excellent love film, though. Gotta I'll take tell that back, you. Can I, can I just say a side note? Because we often talk about technology. That film. It has no CGI in it. It is way more evocative. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do these like weird, like almost stage sets. That they're not even that complex. Like the cabaret. But also oh. like New Orleans in that is like some weird sheets like with sunset on them. I mean, they do a beautiful job. There's no computer in it. It looks very theater. It doesn't like, yes. almost play yes. theatrical. It doesn't look real. But it's very evocative. Yeah, it really hit, you're willing to accept it as it is because it's more evocative than real. For sure. Whereas a lot of CGI is just tries to be real, and yeah. that's not a, a game that you really want to play particularly. But that's a side note. Yeah. But yes, I hear you with the vampire thing. But where? How did the? How do we get? So there? first off, I, I just went from I said that this, the world is safe and comforting <laughs> to killing people <laughs> in my shoe <laughs> business. <laughs> Just so you can work on the shoes. And like what? Have a pile of fixed shoes and a bunch of corpses that you have to bury? Well, first, I, first off, I'll take them all and, I don't know, put them on Instagram or something, you know, like oh. make an Instagram of shoes. Okay. All right. But the world's together. a safe place, okay? There's no, as I know, there's no vampires yet. I would love, if you're uh, a vampire out there, please bite me. I want to be a vampire. Well, there's two ways to be bit, you know. You can be bit, and then then you're just dead, or they can make you into another vampire. Yeah, yeah. I think they would with you. I think they'd be psyched to have you around. Because don't you have <laughs> for a thousand years? <laughs> don't you have a hierarchy of vampires too? So you have like if you whoever is your controller, your master. Yeah, yeah. Sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> your sponsor. What is this? AA of vampires? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that great scene where the they convert the girl in an interview with a vampire, yeah. and she really wants a playmate. You know, like she and she gets this woman to be her mother. It's it's, it's such a great, yeah, yeah. such That's a cool. A I movie. mean, that well, that book really redefined like what that genre could be. It made it really complex and postmodern and and relational in a way that yeah, yeah. it just hadn't Outside been. Of it's like such a Nosferatu, long, it's just yeah, like a Nosferatu is interesting. It's great for its time. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like that book really created. So anyway. <laughs> so you might become a vampire. That's cool. I, I also it. I had a poem once. That was very simple. It said, whereas it's cool to look like a vampire, it is not cool to act like one. So I just want you to consider that. <laughs> just it. consider that on your vampire career. And if I don't see you for a number of days in a row, <laughs> then I'm going to know what's going on. Um, so you think the world's a safe place. But I actually think you're like wanting to become a vampire is interesting. And that goes to your thinking that's a really interesting place. Although you would be... 
you would never see daylight again or but anything that goes thing, on in daylight. Though, okay, with vampires now, more than half vampire the technology, you're putting some SPF on that you're good. No, I don't think so. I no, think that no, there's no. A, I think there's loopholes. You there's get a no loophole with to some sun. shade. Uh-uh. You obviously don't know vampires. There's no loophole to sun. That's the whole point, my friend. <laughs> Like that's yeah. you're, you're really you're running against like the kernel DNA of the vampire thing. It's not you can't okay. game the sun. Then I'll you can become the Jeff Bezos things. of vampires, and I'll make an underground layer that connects to the entire sure, world. Of course you will. Of course you will. Now, um, in terms so, but the enticing part is interesting. You know, I often tell my students there's a Chinese proverb that's actually like a curse. It's a curse. You say it to someone when you're really mad at them. You're going to say it to me right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it to you. Um, You're going to look me in the eye and say this curse. Well, it's already happening, so I don't need to curse you, but it's may you live in interesting times. You know, because... Oh, man, that yeah. is a good one. Yeah. You know what? I always thought that that's probably even better than this. My buddy used to work at Disneyland, and he used to park cars, and people used to get furious at him. And what he would say as people would get escalated and red in the face. Because why go, would they get mad? I'm just curious. Just because you're trying to park at Disneyland, you got to pay so much money, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, they're pushing you around this way, the other way, oh. the kids are screaming. But the last thing that he would say as you're walking away is, have a magical day. Hmm. And there's nothing that is more like, like slap in the face when you're already in a bad mood. Okay. Than that. Yeah, yeah. So sounds you like an interesting times. Sounds like a nice guy. Uh, also, the Chinese character for crisis is also the same for opportunity. Oh, cool. You know, and there's been, of course, a lot of like world leadership thrives on crisis because it is an opportunity to consolidate power. Obviously, you know, a lot of American presidents have manufactured crisis. Uh, perhaps manufacture is too strong a word but have created dark visions so that they can seize power for the executive branch. It's not even that they necessarily want power, but they believe the executive branch should be more powerful to deal with dark times. And that's a whole, I mean, we could, we could break down the psychology of presidents based on this test, right? Which presidents believed in agency more than others, which presidents believe the world is a good or dark place. And the manufacturing of some of that stuff, too. Gulf of Tonkin, go back there. Oh, sure. I mean, there's just so much, honestly. You know, the Kennedys were big at manufacturing crisis. And, you know, we and every powerhouse is always trying to do something along these lines. And some have been better than others. Although it's funny, I was just thinking Obama came into my mind. And I feel like Obama actually is someone who doesn't believe in much agency, because he's so cerebral and smart and also yeah. can kind of see how it's not going to work. Like there's something about yeah, him that – his temperament would uh, – like I think he's very realistic. Let's yeah. just put it that way, hyper-realistic yeah. kind of personality. For sure. Whereas you know, some of the more freewheeling presidents probably uh, less bothered by you know, facts or anything like that might see much more room for agency. But I just wanted to say uh, you know, we are now living in – uh, interesting times, you know, for sure. And all oh, yeah. everything's on the surface. It's almost like that an earthquake has happened and the oil has seeped up to the surface. Like you can almost just it. yeah, you can almost just put the dye in the water and just watch it go now. This doesn't seem like anything's particularly hidden. So that's frightening on one well one way, but as students of history, which we both are, it's kinda like, Wow, look at this. This this is actually this is what happens. And 
you know, like there is a, there probably is a deep state, you know, and it's, we don't know everything. But. The thing that I, okay, so I, I simultaneously love and hate that. And it's because it's good to have that level of examination on everything. The problem is it's such a new thing that we have zero tolerance for forgiveness hmm. in these situations. You know what I'm saying? No, like, talk to me more about okay. it. So, I uh, like what you're, where here's, you're going. Here's, so here's a perfect example of I'm not this. Not going to turn off your mic. Um, and I think that you told me the end part of this story, but I knew the v- b- beginning okay. part. Kid is um, in the background of the ESPN commentators. He puts yep. up a sign that says, um, I, "I ran out of bush light. Here's my Venmo." He gets a whole bunch of money. Upwards not of like a million a, dollars. No, 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 no. Just to be clear, okay. he, he got he like 5000 or something much more than he expected. And he threw it at a child, children's hospital. He's like, I'm yep. not going to spend this on beer. So he did the right thing. And then Anheuser-Busch and other people came along mm-hmm. and kind of like parlayed, not parlayed in a cynical yeah, but way, channeled but the virality channeled of the, all of this the, good yeah, energy exactly. around him. Yes. And then there was like a million dollars. And then? Yep. Racist tweet is discovered from years back. From when he was 16. Yeah. It was six years earlier. So, yep. and then Anheuser-Busch pulls it out. Now he's ostracized, this, that, the other thing. Then, yeah, <laughs> to well, make because it even a journalist, more meta, the a journalist who, who discovered that yes. tweet, then themselves were outed for a racist tweet. That they that, had done six years earlier or eight years earlier. So you, we just when live they in lost this their time, job. Yeah. We yeah. just live in this time of just constant... Um, unforgivable punishment for those things, regardless of where where you're at. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I know, and I think that we keep. I keep wanting to do this episode. I feel oh, yeah. like we we've need touched to, on this many times. Yes, and I think we need to pull in a third, and preferably a younger person for this yeah. conversation. Yeah, I mean, I like you that. you know more about it than I do. I'm not on social media. Certainly, we've talked about how this show. Uh, five years from now, could be used as evidence against us. There's no question. Oh, yeah, and it sure. creates a chilling effect, to be sure. Um, h- however, I do f- feel, and, you know, I was looking at something today, and in Europe, there's some kind of law tri- uh, in the EU being proposed. Yeah, right, right to forget. Right to forget. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, it's part of the technology that you that it sticks around. You know, archive.org, I don't know if you know that, but they actually archive sites they pull the sites down so that they can be archived for like... Which I'm a little upset because I made a, a Halo site about the video game Halo and they didn't <laughs> archive it. The only thing that I wanted them to archive is not on there. <laughs> HTML coded this thing custom yeah. of all the stats of me being awesome at this game. I was like one of the best in the country on this game. It was the best. Actually, it's the, I was the best. Really? It was. Really? That was the, you were one of the best in the country. Oh, for sure. We probably played Ask, each other because I was playing that in New York when I was 25. Online? You were probably we were 12. First. Yeah, I was. No, I know. My buddy John and I would Original play Halo. Halo. Yes, and we would go online. This is the most depressing thing I'm going to say, but that was the best thing <laughs> I was ever, have ever, or probably will ever be in my life. I was, it was that, Well, playing that game. No, as a friend, I would say you surpassed that. No, I haven't. I know exactly where <laughs> I am. just trying to be nice here. Uh, well, thank you, but... I think that you're very skilled in many ways, but I get what you're saying, um, and that's, that may be true in, in the minutia of like what it means to be skilled at Halo. Skilled at things in life, but this, I was on, like, this was like, I was good at this game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm I saying? get it. I get it. It's a moment. And there's no it's, doubt in my mind that that was the that best thing, pass. comparatively speaking, of all the things that I've done. Yes, you're not 
dead yet. So, but I'm trying to figure out just for a second. I know it's like a pet peeve of yours. I totally get it. How did we get to that from what we were saying before? How did we get to this idea? (laughs) I'm sure there's a way. Really good at Halo? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not even worried about that. Like, I'm willing to accept that tangent. That's a spur off a spur. But we were talking, I was talking about how power is like right on the surface. And then you were talking about how the internet doesn't forget and stuff like that. I'm just wondering how you see that. Is that transparency? Like there's so much transparency. Absolutely. Okay. And that also, I mean, it comes with the, the transparency to bring it back to our, our our ideas of safety in in the world as either safe or a threat and this 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 that and the other thing is the transparency. It's I wouldn't necessarily call it transparency, but the access that we have to all of the world's tragedies is so we're so hyper aware of everything now. Yeah. Whereas you could bypass. On the sub on the subway, getting that paper off the rack in one generation, it's very hard to not see or not be aware of an earthquake that happened in you know. Well, that's right. Sumatra, I mean, Sri there's Lanka seven or like eight that, billion you know? like, people in the world, and every day you can call just the worst kind of stuff uh, from eight billion people, worst kind of tragedies, worst kind of uh, you know yeah. terrible things that people do to each other, and all these kinds of things. So we are living in. Yeah. maximum bandwidth and i you know again that might be for a, se- a separate episode i do see how it's relevant though yeah because conceivably you know this study is talking about do people see the world as a dark and scary place um do they do do they now more than they did in 2000 i i gotta think that yes there's been a giant shift towards it because you have september 11th but you also have real like the rise of the internet really starts late late 90s and then onwards until we know exactly what's going on and basically what gets covered is pretty yeah. sinister but this stuff. is what's interesting though because the world is the is way more safe than it was in 2000 right. yes and so that's the biggest thing so the like i said before the technology and medical advancements i know um, and who's the, the so harvard P- P- pinker he wrote that book, basically. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it is. So, and I have this big debate with Greg White, Professor White from Smith College, who's been on the show before, because he's like, listen, everything, all the metrics are better. All the metrics are better across the board. For sure. Food, health, entertainment, everything about our lives is better than it's ever been in the history of the world. And my pushback on that is like, well, then why are we all, <laughs> why is so many people absolutely um anxious and unhappy like because something we have too is much time on our hands no. that's the problem we're not engaged we don't feel useful this is where it goes back to sebastian younger's book tribe have you read that book yet no not no. yet and th- th- i this have is the, like a like bunch of time you talked about well, it, i know so i, I talk about it, it on every episode i know i love it i love it well love maybe it. actually i brought professor smith to talk about actually not Pro- Professor White. I always do that. I always Professor Plum in the library? <clears throat> I always call him Professor Smith because he teaches us Smith. His name is White. And for some reason, this happens to him a lot. I've had Professor White talk about it on the show, but I'd like to actually have you in. I actually know someone who knows Sebastian Younger, so maybe we can cajole him to making wow. a phone call. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a tremendous book, and it's a real study in... He talks a lot about how um, war and disasters lessen anxiety. Actually, I wonder if our heightened sense of darkness and anxiety exists because everything is in the hypothetical, actually. Like, everything feels really hypothetical. It feels really scary, but not real. There's a great Leonard Cohen, uh, my favorite Leonard Cohen, my favorite poem of all time um, is Leonard Cohen. And he says, oh, I got to try to get it. 
it's not exact. It's here, but it's not exactly real, or it's real, but it's not exactly here. He says, and he's talking about America, yeah. and it's a beautiful line of where he's like kind of caught between like, uh, you know, that it feels real or here, but it's not both, you know. And so, I wonder if the hypothetical nature of all of this stuff, you know has turned us, we, like, we'd almost be better off if the S hit the fan and we were running for our lives because then we'd at least know it was real. And then we would know what we were up against. You know, it wouldn't be hypothetical. We'd be like, oh, global warming is doing this. What's well, also doing this. Like, this could be actually, you know, it's banding us together. Or, like, when no one's ever going to travel again across seas. Well, okay. Well, that's there's worse things in life than that. Like, it's just the unknowns that are so frightening. Yeah. And I think that what that speaks to is the the ability for us, well, our cognitive expression of always being in either the future or the past. We rarely live in this kind of, in this present time. Yeah. And I'm getting a little trippy on this, but- no, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I so do. the hypothetical is the future. Yeah. We're thinking about that because of some sort of recent past experience that has happened, but we're not thinking about just being like, okay- well, I'm sitting here. The air's pretty good in here. Yeah. You know, like, I'm okay. It's a nice All right. nice rain falling yeah. outside. It's kind of like, chill, oh, chilly. Oh, crap. I got to go outside and get, into the, and get into that car. And, you know, the roads are slippery. And Trump just said something crazy on the thing. So I, I hope that we don't get into a war in, you know, here, there, or the other place. Some kind you know? of dark free associations. Yeah. I have to say that... What helps me stay in the present is to realize in the past. Now, I don't know if this is avoidance, but like on a warm day in October, I'm like, well, I kind of remember this from when I was a kid. Like, oh, yeah, it wasn't the nostalgia. That there, well, no, but like, it's not like there was no warm days in October when I was a kid. I get that the temperature of the world's climbing, but it's not like fall was just. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> Norm apparently lived in the Ice Age. He's the actual vampire here. Well, you know, I actually did. I was did. freezing when I was a kid. I actually did I live in an ice age. An old mammoth coat. I did. I lived in a mini ice age. I don't know if you know that, Wait, but what? the 70s was a mini ice age. It wasn't an ice age, but there was a distinct that's drop. That's when, like, tons of the snow, like, that's when all the there snow was a, records were. Well, in temperature. Like, look at it. There was, like, a, a notable drop in temperature in the 70s. Damn. There just was. And by the way, and I, I don't, again, I, I'm not a, a denying climate change, but... You know, Sweden was like Florida in the mid-1300s. Like, there was all kinds of weird climate change. It was called Little Optimum. And, like, there was this big global warming thing in Europe. Now, it's my point here is that it's just a fallacy to consider that um, – it's just a fallacy to consider that – Climate is stable and never changes. Now, look, we are... You heard like, it here first, people. Oh, yes. Uh, Norm we're, is a climate denier. We're out of time, unfortunately, but we're going to just take one more minute, if that's all right, and talk about what's coming up for us. What are you doing? And I don't want to hear about the like, trivia night, because everyone knows that you often go to trivia. Or trivia night. Yeah. What do you, what's your plan for the next week? Uh, I am going to a wedding. I'm going to bring a bridesmaid party in Vanessa to the wedding. Oh, uh, you're always going to weddings. Yeah, I know. Big of a celebrity than well, I can't wait to go to your Brian wedding, Brian pal. Brian. Oh, yeah. oh man, I'll tell you, I'll be the best man. I wonder if I'll even get invited. You know so many people. Well, I am going to Maine with my wife, and right. just alone. So we've been married many years, and we still love each other. And it's having kids is a, a challenge to be sure, but 
as soon as we're away, all of that love comes, you know, all of that kind of like simple simplicity and being a couple comes back. So if you ever do get married and if you ever get kids, which I really hope you do, then the number one thing is to schedule some time alone with your wife or husband or whatever you want to do. All right. Well, listen, folks, it's so glad to have you. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks so much. Thank you.